Welcome to Kid Men Talk. My name is Carl Bastian, and this is where we talk about kids' ministry. My goal is both to equip and encourage you as you reach and teach children. I hope you're having a great summer and finding great joy in your service to God. Well, I'm back from camp speaking in a week of VBS and so blessed to have this opportunity to be with you again before heading off to another camp to minister to kids again. How blessed we are to have these opportunities to speak into kids' lives, aren't we? Well, this week's show is sponsored by Amazing Kids Graphics, a lifetime supply of awesome images that you can gain access to for a one-time affordable fee, which I'm going to tell you about soon. But first, I want to remind you that you can suggest topics for Kidman Talk via Twitter at Kidman Talk, in the forum, or just by emailing me at Carl, that's with a K, at KidmanTalk.com. But now, it's time to talk Kidman. Well, I don't know if you follow my blog, it's kidologist.com, but I recently did a blog post about a Kidmin house of cards. Now, if you've got an iPad, I know you probably don't have a lot of time for games. I've got a bunch of games on there. They're mostly to entertain my son when we get stuck somewhere or there's a 45-minute wait in a restaurant. It's great. You can pull out that iPad and give it to your kids, and uh, there's a lot of fun games on there. But there's one game that I love, and it is this Card Castle game. And I wrote about this in a blog post that I will link in the show notes. But it's basically a Card Castle app game. And I don't know how they program these games when they've got physics of a physical game in these apps, but they do it. And basically, it's a billiard table and a deck of cards, and you can grab two cards at a time and make a little triangle, and then you can grab one if you want, and you basically build a card castle. And um, the physics are amazing. Now, you can choose between Earth gravity and moon gravity, and I haven't quite figured out what the difference is, but you can build these card castles up, and it gets really difficult once you get past four or five levels And um, the nice thing is you can take a picture of your card castle and you can post it to Facebook or Twitter or just put it in your camera library or photo library. And uh, But I have never been able to get past six levels because the the cards just, the castles just keep collapsing. But the nice thing is, is if you're quick with that camera button, you can get a picture of it right before it collapses. So in this blog post, I, I give some little tips on how to do it and how you can grab one card and you can actually use that card like a finger you would in real life to kind of nudge the cards. And there's an undo button, unlimited undos. Now you would think that cheat would make it possible to you know, conquer this game, but it, it doesn't because uh, the physics of it, 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 it still is very difficult. But you can undo and go back to an earlier stage where it was more sturdy, back down to three floors and start over. And um, But you can get up there and you can get it looking perfect, but I've never been able to get it to just stand at that six levels. But I have been able to capture a picture of six levels before it all came crashing down. And in this blog post, I, I wrote about how that's kind of how it is in ministry. You know, we get our ministry built up and we, we get it looking really good, but it's it's kind of shaky because everything is, you know, there's volunteers that are leaving and the senior pastor suddenly wants us to add another level to our ministry, but we don't know what the foundation can really sustain. That extra service that he's asking us to suddenly add on Saturday nights or or whatever, or whatever new thing that is suddenly we're, we're asked to do. and um, But 
we are able sometimes to snap beautiful pictures and put together slideshows and videos and make nice brochures and we can put on a pretty good front for everybody that everything's great and everything's beautiful but we know that the actual state of our ministry is a lot wobblier is that a word wobblier we'll have to google that or a lot more shaky and a lot more likely to all come crashing down at any moment if, if the truth were really known and I tried to make the point I'm not saying those pictures and videos and slideshows are dishonest I mean those are the snapshots that we live for those are the highlights those those are the moments that we celebrate but we but we can't stay there and sometimes we feel like we're just behind the eight ball and it's all gonna come crashing down at any minute and we need a breather we, we just wish we could just push, push the pause button. You know, Sundays we just we, we need a vacation. But you know what it is like when you go on vacation. You come back and everything's piled up and the voicemail and the emails and everything. And then people end up saying they need a vacation from their vacation because the vacation was so much work, you know. And that's why in the last podcast, and if you haven't heard the last one, it's about the secret strategy to getting a paid week off. I mean, not one of the vacations where you you get to go with your family and go to Disney World or go camping or whatever you enjoy doing on vacation, but a week off of your regular weekly responsibilities so you can kind of hit the pause from all your regular responsibilities to just say, whoa, I need a break so that I can get my head around everything and it just stop it, it it reboot my ministry and so and i promised you i would there would be a follow up podcast on what do you do with that week so this is a part 2 you don't have to have listened to that last podcast but it might be helpful if you need that week because today i'm going to talk about what do you do when you finally have got that week so today's podcast is about rebooting your ministry. We're going to look at three areas, rebooting yourself, rebooting your surroundings, and rebooting your staff. Now, you may need to carve out that week. And if you don't say, I don't have time, I don't have that week, then you got to go back and listen to the last podcast. And I'll give you that secret strategy to finding that week where you're, you're not doing Kids Church, you're not doing Awana, you're not doing Royal Rangers, you've got no meetings, no appointments. You maybe even got out of staff meeting by going to your pastor and saying, I need this carved out week. Or maybe you're a new children's pastor, you've just taken the job, and so you, those things haven't all piled up, and you need to start out organized. Maybe you've been there a long time, you know, but somehow you're at a place where you're saying, I've got to reboot or I need to start correctly. And this is where you're at. So you're reinventing or rebooting or starting fresh. And we're going to look at these three areas, these three S's, yourself, your surroundings, and your staff. What do you do with that precious week that you've been given? Because you can do this. If you're saying you can't do it, that's the first thing you've got to change. You've got to get a, a can-do attitude, not a can't attitude. So many people start out with can't. I've worked with people in the past that no matter, anytime you come to them with an idea or a suggestion, their first response is always no, and always it can't be done. And, and sometimes they come back later, they've rethought it, but it, it's discouraging. To, to work with a no person or a can't person or a negative person. You want to be a, a can-do 
person who maybe later comes back with, you know, I, I wrestled with it and it, it's, it's not going to work. So not everything can be done, but you want to be a person who says, I can do it. So you find that week and last podcast I talk about it, you may have to, you may have to put on the calendar three months out, but you can find that week. Hopefully it's next week. Hopefully it's this week. Maybe it's three weeks out, but you carve out that week. And then here's what you do in these three areas. Number one, when you've carved out that week, and I'm going to assume that you've hit pause, you've downloaded this MP3 and you've saved it, and now you're at that week, maybe it's even Monday morning of that week, and now you're listening. The first thing is yourself, all right? Here's what you need to do. you got to take care of yourself first. You can be a little selfish here, okay? This is godly selfishness. The first thing you need to do is you need to go do something that you enjoy. That's all right. You need to look out for number one. That's all right. Because for some of us, we live this life of serving others, doing for others, and it's a constant selfless life. The very fiber of you is so selfless. It, you may be saying, when's the last time I actually did something that I really enjoy? So the very first thing you may need to do is go to a movie, go mini golfing, go hiking, uh, ladies, maybe you need to go shopping. Okay, I don't know what it is. But go do something that, that you enjoy. What will refresh you? And just go do it. And it's okay. Because you may have this huge list of to-dos and tasks. And you're all ready to just dive into the ministry and the work of the ministry and serving God. And I'm telling you, the first thing you need to do is go do something you enjoy. You need to take the ministry set it down and leave it. If you actually need to just pause this podcast MP3 and just walk out of the church building right now, that's totally cool. I'll still be here. Just walk away from it. That may be the best thing that you could actually do for yourself. So what I'm going to do right now is I'm just going to give you permission to hit pause and then I'll, I'll, I'll just wait for you and then you just come back. Okay, ready? One, two, three, pause okay are you back did you enjoy did you go get ice cream or something or run to mcdonald's and get yourself a nice big mac did you go to the mall did you go see a movie was it a good movie all right welcome back all right or you decided to do it later whatever good you gotta do something for yourself second thing i want you to do and this is going to sound so cliche but it's so important is you need to reprioritize your walk with god i know that sounds cliche but it's so true. Because you have to realize what God wants more than your ministry is he wants you. He doesn't want anything you can do for him. He wants you. So if you've been serving God, but you've not been spending time with him, you've not been in the word, you've got bookshelves full of devotional books and study guides and all that, pick one, pick a blank journal, but refigure out how you're going to reprioritize your walk with God, whether it's going to be morning devotions, eating devotions, lunch devotions, whatever it is. Figure it out. Write it down. I'm not going to spend a lot of time beating on this because you know it. You could probably preach a sermon on it, write a devotional about it, a blog post about it. You know it in your head, but you've got to do it. You've got to reprioritize that walk with God. You know, recently, I can't remember now if it was a blog post or where it was or if it was just on Facebook, um, but I talked about you know, when I wash my car with my son, 
you know, I don't need my son's help. I could wash my car faster without my son. He's not a lot of help. He's only six years old. Why do I let my son wash my car with me? Because of the relationship. Because I enjoy the fellowship. If, if It'd be so much better if I didn't have his help and didn't have him there. But I let him help me wash the car because I enjoy the relationship. Your ministry is very much the same way. God does not need your help. The only reason he lets you help him in the ministry is because he wants to work with you. He could get it done a whole lot better without you, but he lets you come wash the car. He lets you do ministry with him just because he wants to be with you. And sometimes we get so busy doing ministry, we forget about God. That's like Luke saying, Daddy, I don't need you. I'll wash the car without you. Well, that that would miss the entire point. So reprioritize your walk with God. The, the third thing is, to reestablish the foundation of the family in your life. If you're married and you've got kids, you need to stop making time for your family. I've got a blog post titled that. I'll link it in the show notes. You need to stop making time for your family. Now, that sounds crazy because people always say, well, I make time for my family. You need to stop making time for your family. You need to start making time for the ministry. And what I mean by that is when you make time for family, what that means is your life is the ministry, and out of a life of ministry, you make time for your family, and that is wrong. What you need to be doing is making your life your family and make time for ministry. So the foundation of your life needs to be your family, and out of that life of getting up in the morning to love and serve your family and wanting to go back to your family, you need to make time for ministry. Number four, you need to schedule rest and recreation. One thing I have had to learn the hard way is rest and recreation do not happen by mistake. They must be scheduled. That's why I do Yosemite Summit because if I don't schedule a week away from life every May where I take four days completely unplugged from life and ministry, it would never happen. If you don't schedule date nights, if you don't schedule time away from ministry, days off, things to do away from ministry, it won't happen. You need to get the calendar out during this week off and you need to schedule some fun things, some times of rest, some getaways, otherwise you're gonna dry up. Number five, determine that you are gonna be healthy. You gotta take care of yourself. The best thing for your ministry is a healthy you. So you've gotta decide that you're gonna be healthy spiritually, physically, and emotionally. So. Your walk with God's got to be good. Your family's got to be good. You need to be healthy. Maybe you've got to get into an exercise routine. You've got to be healthy emotionally. You've got to make sure that you take care of yourself. Before you even worry about your ministry, you've got to take a step back and say, how am I doing? What am I gonna, What changes am I going to make in my life so that I don't burn out, so that I don't crash, so that I don't become a victim of ministry because so many burn out and crash and end up out of the ministry because they didn't take care of themselves. So number one, you need to reboot yourself. Okay, secondly, you need to take a look at your surroundings. Number one, you need to conquer your work environment. What does your office look like? If you don't have an office at the church, what about your home office? What about your kids' church room, your backstage, whatever? But what is your work environment? If that's your computer, if that's your briefcase, your purse, if it's your office, 
you need to get your work environment organized because sometimes we're just going so fast you know our virtual desktop our physical desktop you know our inbox everything it is just crazy insanely disorganized and you need to take this week to conquer that work environment i completely recommend that you move in again when when i completely reboot my ministry i have literally completely moved out of my office in my last church i had a conference room next to my office and people thought i was a little nuts but i would move out i would take everything in my office except maybe my books i would move it into the conference room and i would move back in and i would decide as i moved everything back in i'd be going do i need this have i used this in the last year is this a resource i really need because if when i tried to go what don't i need i'll kind of look around my office i wouldn't get rid of anything but when I moved everything out and started saying, I'm going to put back in what I actually need, I would end up with a conference room full of stuff I didn't need. And I would give it away or donate it or throw it out and I would purge. And I do decorate and I got I like the kids' office full of kids' stuff, but half that wouldn't come back in because I'd be selective in what little decorations and things would come back in. And then a lot of it ended up not coming back in because they were VBS props or props from different kids' church units and things. And half of that uh, just bleh, just would not make its way back in. So you need to conquer the work environment and move in again. Pretend you're a brand new children's pastor and move back in and rethink. You know, if under your desk has just gotten full of stuff, if your closet, sometimes you, sometimes you just got to completely empty the office. Do you still have stuff in your office from your predecessor, you know, that you just inherited? Tons of pictures, tons of stuff that, you know, you're now the keeper of because there's some moral obligation to keep all this stuff from your predecessor. And you feel guilty to get rid of it because you're somehow the historical archiver of the children's ministry of the church. Um, you know what, there could, there, maybe there's an attic at the church that you could put that stuff in. Clear the clutter. I mean, go around. Is there stuff on top of cabinets? You know, are there closets? You know, look at that stuff and conquer the work environment. Move in again. Clear the clutter. Those are three. Number four is determine your systems. And you've got to really think through how did it get this way if it's gotten really bad. As stuff comes in, what's your system for how it's going to be processed? You know, and think through all the different systems, how things are requested, how your mail's processed, how requests are processed, and determine all these different systems of how you're going to do things going forward so you don't get behind again. Number five, walk around your building and walk around your surroundings as though you were new. Rehire yourself. There's an article on Kidology, I'll post it in the forum on a fresh look at your ministry. You almost have to fire yourself and rehire yourself and have this fresh look. In fact, I did a podcast in January, and I'll link to that. I think it was number 14 on a fresh start for your ministry. And You could even listen to that podcast where I spent a whole podcast on this, on a fresh start to your ministry. And take that view as though you were brand new and you just got hired and how would you approach your ministry if you were brand new? And take that mindset and be willing to cancel ministries and programs. You may be doing too much. You may be doing things because it's always been done. And this is when you take that, that, that butcher knife to the ministry. You say, if I'm drowning, if I'm going crazy, am I trying to be inhuman? Am I trying to be a superhero? Am I trying to do 
too much? Are there, you know, things that are taking me hours a week to do that nobody's reading or that aren't having results? Are there administrative things that are keeping me from discipling kids or, you know, doing things that would have eternal results? And, and look at that. So focus on yourself first, then evaluate your surroundings. And lastly, you need to take a look at your staff. The first thing you want to do is you need to encourage your staff. Take this time to focus on how can you encourage your staff. You know, so often we are so busy flying around, going from point A to point B, that we're blowing right past our staff. We're taking them for granted. We're focusing on where we've got gaps. We've got people that have just been faithful and true and loyal to us. And we need to take some time during this week to encourage them. But think about who are those that are just in there, in the trenches, doing their thing. Write some encouragement notes. Think of who we can call strategically. Just give them a shot in the arm. You can even do something, you know, in mass if you want by photocopying or email blast, but adding some personal touches and things. But find a way to encourage your staff. And then secondly, I would give you the challenge to really think and pray about how you can submit and serve the leadership above you. Now, this sounds really crazy, but a lot of times we get so focused on our ministry and our goals and, and our agenda that we can be this... this um, almost like a separate ministry, kind of go in our own direction. And during a time of objectivity and pause, it's very healthy and very wise to think, am I truly in alignment with the leadership above me? In children's ministry, we do a lot of complaining about our senior pastor and about our leadership and how they don't have the, the passion and the zeal for children's ministry. And maybe there's some genuine and sincere issues with the leadership above you, but they're not all bad. I mean, they love God. They, they, they're trying to do the right thing. And if they don't have the passion of children's ministry, well, then that's why you're there. But what are some ways that you can align better with them or recouch what you're doing in their lingo to better align the children's ministry under what they're doing. And sometimes it's just a lingo change. Sometimes it's just some slight adjusting. You don't have to abandon your passion um, or abandon your calling, but there's some ways that you can submit and serve the leadership and to recognize that, that you are the arms and legs of the senior leadership. And if you pray about that without going into a lot of detail, I believe the Holy Spirit can help you recognize some ways that you can submit and serve the leadership under you. And it will only help your ministry to grow and succeed when the leadership over you sees you grow and mature in this area. And this is, this is broad and I'm being vague because there's just a lot of examples and ways um, that this uh, plays out. But I'm just telling you, if you pray about ways that you can submit and serve the leadership over you, whether they're positive or whether you're having real issues with them, all across the spectrum, if you take the time to encourage the staff under you and pray about how you can submit and serve the leadership over you better, there's always room for improvement. It is going to have uh, a positive impact on your ministry. Thirdly, you need to dream up new positions. During this time, you need to say, what new volunteer positions could I have that would help my ministry? Ask yourself, what are you doing that someone else could do? 
because you're obviously probably already doing too much, and invent new ministry positions. Create titles, create a job description, and then begin to pray about those positions. Because nobody ever walks up to you and says, you know what, I'd like to be a special events coordinator. You know what, I'd like to be an outreach coordinator. You know what, I'd like to be a discipleship coordinator. Those positions do not happen unless somebody thinks it up, describes it, creates a job description, and then begins to pray about it, and then begins to uh, post it and look for it. But when you begin to dream up new ministry titles and leadership positions, people will fill those positions, and your team will grow, and your ministry will expand, and your load will lighten. And then fourthly, I would challenge you to duplicate your current positions. Even the great positions that you already have, duplicate them. Challenge your current leaders to begin looking for an assistant to their position. The reasons are very simple. It lightens the load for everyone, but then also when somebody moves or leaves a position, you're not suddenly trying to find someone to do their job. Their replacement's already there because they've got an assistant. So you start duplicating the positions you already have. You start looking for assistants and partners for the positions you already have. We had an Awana club, and whenever I had an Awana commander, I always tried to have an assistant Awana commander so that when my commander left, I already had an assistant uh, commander in place. Now, that assistant commander didn't always become the Iwana commander. Sometimes they didn't want that position. But then I had that right arm person in place and sometimes a new commander came in and uh, the assistant commander stayed the assistant commander. But it lightened the load for everyone. And lastly, I'm going to end with this. It's a theme you hear often on this podcast. If you don't have a leadership team, I would challenge you during this week to begin to pray and think about forming a leader ship team. If you're a lone ranger, if you're a Rambo and you're running the ministry by yourself, this is an ideal week to start praying, thinking, and strategizing about forming a leadership team so that you are not running the ministry by yourself, but you start to form a team that will come together monthly to discuss the problems in the ministry, to praise um, the victories of the ministry, to solve problems together, to pray about the ministry. Um, there's some podcasts about leadership. There's teams. There's tons of information on the website. That's what the forum's for. If you want to ask questions, I can direct you to other resources on the website. But begin to form a leadership team. So during this week, you take time to invest in yourself, doing something you enjoy, reprioritizing your walk with God, reestablishing the foundation of your family, scheduling right into your calendar, times for rest and recreation, and determining that you're going to be healthy spiritually, physically, emotionally. Then you take a look at your surrounding. You conquer that work environment. You clear the clutter. You move in again. You determine your systems. And you walk around your church as though you're brand new and you conquer those surroundings. And then you think about your staff. You encourage them. You begin to pray about how you can submit and serve your leadership better. You dream up new positions. You duplicate your current positions. And if you don't have one, you begin to form a leadership team even sending out invitations and announcing that you're going to begin running your ministry with a team strategy as opposed to an authoritarian uh, strategy where you're just in charge and you've got all these troops uh, that report directly to you. And if you focus on rebooting yourself and your surroundings and your staff during this week, it can have a dramatic and powerful impact 
on your ministry and you will experience what happens with your computer when you reboot it. You get a clean start, a lot of those awkward things go away and it makes uh, a great impact. Um, as you may know on Kidology, we have an area called Kidology Online Training. There's five leadership labs that are in there and they cover a great range of incredible resources that you can go through. Each one of those has an online training video that is free for premium members to view, but each of them comes with a uh, almost, I think they average around 30 page training manual that you can go through that you can get in addition. And then they also come with a PowerPoint where then you as a leader can train others to go through. But the first one is on first things first, and it is ideal for that uh, focusing on yourself. And I wanna give one of those free to one of you and the fifth one is on that whole evaluating everything that you're doing and prioritizing, deciding what to cut out and what to keep. And, and I'd like to give away one of those. The ones in the middle are on visionary leadership and kid-focused ministry foundations. The fourth one's on partnering with parents. I, they're all great to go through. But that first and that fifth one, I want to give one away free. And all you have to do is go into the forum, the show notes on this podcast, and just give in a nutshell why you need those share a little bit about your situation and the reboot that you need and what you're trying to do to reboot your ministry and i'll private message you um, a download link to either that leadership lab one or leadership lab five whichever one of those you want just pick the one you want and share a little bit about why you need that and i will get that on your way and our sponsor for this podcast um, is a great resource uh, that we just knew have on Kidology. That's a fantastic one. And it is this amazing kids graphics. And they are just uh, an amazing resource. We have had a lot of their products on the site for years, but they have got something new. And what this is, is it is an extraordinary collection of over 250 royalty-free images for web, print, and projection uses. And for one small fee, and of course premium Kidology members get a discount, you gain access for life, all access, all the time to the entire collection. So you don't need to download them all at once. You certainly can if you want. Um, or you can just go and get them when you want. We have used their graphics at our Kidology training events and the PowerPoints, and people always said, where'd you get those graphics? And they're just amazing. They're colorful. They're images of kids. You can use them in your children's church and things like that, and um, they're just spectacular. Jim and Mary Whitmer are incredible photographers. You're, you're going to love their art, and so we're just delighted to be able to offer this as a exclusive Kidology product and um, they will just greatly enhance your ministry and so be sure to check that out and uh, add that to the resources of your ministry to just really add a sharp look to your promotional materials or your presentations and uh, just take your ministry up another notch. Well thanks again for joining me here on Kidman Talk. Now remember the subjects that I talk about can be determined by you. Yes, you can shape the show. Please join in the conversation in the forum linked at the bottom of the show notes. You can tweet me. That's right. Kidman Talk is the Twitter username. Or just email me directly, carl at kidmintalk.com. I also want to give away a couple free copies 
of those leadership labs. Just state which one you want and why you need it there in the forum discussion. So until next time, this is Carl Bastian, a.k.a. The Kidologist. And as always, it is a joy talking Kidmin with you.